0: God, that was the weirdest sounding hello ever. Welcome to Zombie Fishbowl Podcast. I'm Danielle, and with me is Melanie. Hello, hello. And this is another in our series of mini-sos leading up to Christmas. We're hoping you're having a lovely Yuletide season, and that you're not too stressed out, and that the weather is nice. Who knows? We're talking to ourselves in the future. Hopefully
1: the world has not exploded. And I know we haven't been doing deep breaths, but... Please remember, if you get too stressed out, just take a big, deep breath.
0: Yeah, we've not been, uh, we've been neglecting our sort of. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she's stuck. She's stuck in a glitch. Someone slap her. It worked. I've had a breath. I feel better. This, we, this particular episode theme. I say it like that every single time. Theme. And it made a little farty noise. I wonder if that'll <sighs> come up in the microphone. <laughs> I
1: heard it. I hear oh, brilliant! It. Yeah,
0: a little farty theme. Yeah. That's very poignant, considering the one that we just recorded.
1: Yes, yes, it is. If only we yes. had done the farty theme with the devocating log.
0: I know. Very scatological themes going on at the moment. <laughs> this week, this episode's theme is food. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I needed to name it anything else but food food (laughs) I'm going to start with one that people probably know but I've actually this is probably going to be the biggest chunk because everybody loves food and I kind of went down a rabbit hole of different foods so but the first one I think a lot of people know the first one is a Japanese tradition in Japan they love to tuck into a traditional Christmas meal of Kentucky fried chicken what? yes Oh, you didn't know this. I did not know this. All right. So typically Japanese, the Japanese don't don't celebrate Christmas, but they yeah. still observe some of the traditions. And I think they would recognize Santa and gift giving and stuff like that. But they don't actually celebrate Christmas. But thanks to a very canny ad campaign, KFC managed to convince everyone that fried chicken was part of the American Christmas meal package So now every Christmas, KFC is booked out with reservations and even does uh, like Christmas buckets, which can be pre-ordered and delivered on Christmas Day. It's like a huge thing. Everyone wants to be at
1: Kentucky on Christmas Day. Wow. Yeah. Now I want to have Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. Yeah, but it's a corporate Christmas. No, don't. I know, but it's
0: so much easier. (laughs) Is, Is Kentucky even open on Christmas?
1: I don't know probably
0: I mean that would be the number one question I would ask is that not just the one day of the year that Kentucky decides to close
1: oh fast food joints and uh, big markets they they generally stay open during the holidays because they're soulless corporate I mean markets. I have a lot
0: to say about the state of things over here but at least most places are shut on Christmas day um, yeah yeah but yeah, anyway, I mean, I mean, it would be really easy to have fast food on Christmas, but the fact that Kentucky have basically uh, <laughs> tricked an entire country into believing that Americans eat KFC on Christmas is just mental.
1: That's crazy. Yep. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry, Japan. <laughs> they like it, so, I mean, if they wanted to change it, they could. Enjoy your Kentucky fried chicken. Enjoy it. Okay, so then I'll move on to some other places. So there's lots of fun ones. So in Australia, it's too damn hot for a traditional roast feast. Though many still do. Don't get me wrong. I imagine quite a lot of expats from Britain probably still have their their, their roast, their their, their sort of Christmas roast dinner. But most Australians opt for an outdoor barbecue, preferably at the beach.
1: Nice.
0: So they do like to have a barbecue breakfast on Christmas Day instead of having our sort of traditional mid-afternoon roast dinner. So,
1: yeah.
0: I have heard about the barbecue Christmas, uh, and people call, people go to Australia from here to have a nice warm Christmas. And there'll be like photographs of them in their swimsuits on the beach with Santa hats on.
1: Nice.
0: So, oh, God, to love being in another hemisphere. It's yeah, hot God, it- over there. It does sound like a lot more fun, but I will never go to
1: Australia. Sorry, no. Australia.
0: Oh, sorry, Australia. Yeah, no, that is not one of the places in the world that I want to go.
1: Nope. Um, too hot. Tim wants to go. Tim wants to go real bad. And I'm all like, no, everything there wants to kill you and it's hot. This is These are two things that
0: add up to a big old no. I feel like it would be really fun and everything about it is great. Literally, the only reason why I don't want to go is because I do not want to deal with that heat. It's a lot of reasons why I, will, I probably will never go to Africa,
1: yeah. Africa, India, just, India, yeah, yeah. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're cold weather creatures, all right. We're supposed to be bundled in furs,
0: temperate, <laughs> where it's like got seasons and it's like it's warmer in the summer than it is in the winter, but it's cold in the winter and it's warm in the summer, and you know, you can always wear a cardigan. That's perfect for me.
1: So I, w- I don't mind freezing cold as long as I have just enough, you know, material to bundle upon myself. I suppose so. I'd rather be cold than hot. That's for it sure.
0: Okay, um, a very short one here. Hondurans eat tamales on Christmas. I love tamales. I miss tamales. I want tamales for Christmas. <laughs> Tell Turner. Maybe he'll, he'll hook you up with some Christmas tamales. I don't think that I could get any of the ingredients or even get me started on the husks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. The next time I'm visiting you, we are going for some tamales. Yes, indeed. And for those of you over here who have no idea what a tamale is, you have never lived.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, for those of you who just haven't had proper Mexican food, you, you just haven't lived.
0: And this is like Honduran-style tamales. And turkey tamales have taken off. That was not a traditional meat that they put in tamales, but because of it being Christmas, they've put turkey in it. Apparently very good. I wouldn't know. Don't eat turkey anymore. But I'm sure it sounds delicious. Yeah. So, anyway. Staying in the sort of same place in the world, kind of, I hope. Ish. Filipinos? It's in the same place
1: of the world right to Honduras ish. ish geography my weakest my weakest subject
0: I might just leave that out just in case it's not true <laughs> <laughs> All right so uh yeah tamales delicious tamales now moving on uh the next place uh, Filipinos serve their main feast at uh, so their main Christmas feast they serve at midnight of Christmas Eve and it's called uh, noche buena uh, leading into Christmas Day rather than having it on Christmas Day. So most families begin their feast with uh, lechon, lechon roasted, pig, pig, roasted pig, which is often cooked over smouldering charcoals for a smoky flavour. Oh. <laughs> the main course consists of a Christmas ham served with queso de bola, which is literally a bowl of cheese coated in red wax. I can nice. see that. Yeah, yeah. And lots and lots of noodles. And instead of steaming or flaming a Christmas pudding local, uh, uh, Filipinos tend to opt for a fresh fruit salad to finish off their meal. It still sounds really heavy for like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, but yeah. I it's pretty fun. And think about it. You get to have a nice nap afterwards. <laughs> um, that sounds so nice. Very nice. In the Netherlands, they eat um, gourmet Oh, hold on. Gourmetten. It's the first time I've said it out loud, so I think it's gourmetten. Not very good with Dutch, but that sounds Dutch. Gourmetten. Yeah.
1: Gourmetten.
0: Gourmetten. Yeah. yeah. A pretty unique Christmas meal, if you ask me, but sounds really great because I love tapas and it's got that kind of vibe to it. Um, a family or group of people will sit around the table um, with a very small, like, miniature stove in the middle. With tiny little frying pans. And they drink wine. And they talk. And they cook all the little types of meat. Fish, prawns, shrimps. And vegetables. And all sorts on the little frying pan. And dish it out to each other. And they have like salad and fruit and sauces going on at the same time. Um, Sometimes they add roast beef and duck and pheasants. But it's basically you're making these like little... um, You get like a big board full of shit, food yeah that's just food and you cook it all up in the middle of the table while everybody's sitting around it getting drunk that sounds awesome yeah does. yeah see I'm one of those people that really likes to, to like I like to have lots of different kinds of food but a little bit of each food so I like to buy yeah. lots of little things so I'm a buffet fan because I'll have like small portions of lots of different things and I love that um I love tapas for that reason. I love sort of, um, yeah, I just like sampling things, <laughs> uh, getting it. I, I used to love going to like, uh, there was a, a Japanese um, uh, sort of buffet in Glendale that I absolutely loved that had like lots of different... Japanese hot and cold foods and desserts and everything like that. And I oh, love, love having little bits of food, but yeah.
1: Yeah. In a
0: sense, they're sort of like cooking it right on the table with you. So I have. So yeah, it does. I've seen these miniature stoves at Costco. Okay. So I know that they exist and they sell them to people. Um, here. There, there must be some demand for them. Uh, I do remember seeing the packs of mini frying pans and being like, they are adorable. Yeah. <laughs> They're about the size of one egg <laughs> Great. Oh. But I always yeah. wonder what you could use them with, because you can't put them on a proper stove, because you're not supposed to put a pan that's smaller than the stove on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I've got an electric hob. If I had a tiny frying pan, I wouldn't be able to put it on.
1: Yeah.
0: I was sort of wondering about that, but yeah, it's like a tiny little gas stove. Anyway, cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, in Portugal, they like to culture smash and eat Greek. Huh. So, a feast of dried salted codfish, accompanied by boiled cabbage, potatoes, and other vegetables, is eaten on Christmas Eve, their traditional day to have a feast and exchange gifts. It's, it's served alongside other Mediterranean-style goodies, like um, put like the way they prepare some eggs, chickpeas, fresh herbs, and generous amounts of olive oil. Hmm. Um, also, it is the tradition to set an extra place at the feasting table in Portugal for deceased relatives. Yeah. This practice is a sign of respect and is believed to bring good fortune to the household, so with Briefly mentioned that as a part of Halloween traditions, but it is also a part of Christmas traditions
1: in, it's just o- C- in general.
0: Yeah, sometimes they put crumbs in the hearth as well. So, That's so cute. if you've got one. And last but certainly not least, in Greenland, uh, they eat matak and kiviak. Now, I have no idea how to pronounce those. so I believe if I'm pronouncing them right, I'm not sure if I am. Matak and Kiviak. Matak is raw whale skin and blubber, and kiviak is an orc, an orc, orc, it's a word that I do not know how to spell, but it's a, a say, but it's a small Arctic bird, orc, I think, orc, orc, orc. Och, uh, wrapped in sheepskin, which has been buried and ferments for several months before being served.
1: That doesn't sound good to me.
0: Does not sound good to me. I've seen these things on, you know, um, celebrity travel shows where they go to exotic places and eat their traditional food, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of exploitative sometimes. But sometimes it's done well, and and you know, yeah. it just ends. I've seen um, people of various celebrity eating these sorts of things and don't think I've ever seen one enjoy it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and to be honest with you, I feel like the way that they talk about it themselves is that they eat it because they have to, because it's a traditional food, but they don't seem to really like it either. Uh, that sucks. I mean, but who knows?
1: I, I say that, I try and say it with respect. I'm just saying like, if you don't enjoy it, that's, that's not, that's not fun.
0: I mean, some of them might, but I, I'm not a big fan of the idea of eating whale anyway. Yeah. So the whale skin and blubber is a bit uh, dodged to me. Yeah. Mm. And then a combination of this bird and sheepskin, but like that's so far so good because a bird's a bird, sheepskin, right, right, right. It's very similar things in Scotland. (laughs) But burying it and letting it ferment for a few months decomposing
1: yeah rotten bird mmm yum sorry guys uh Ooh. i don't dig
0: that one i but... i do have a small one of my own oh cool do you yeah. want to say it now or on the christmas episode um well well since we're
1: talking food yeah go for it this is a rosca de res from uh mexico it's a mexican tradition it's basically like a fruitcake Okay. But it's, it's cooked in, like, a, a ring, like a circle shape. And it's traditionally eaten um, 12 days after Christmas, like, at, at the on the Epiphany. Right. Um, and it's to symbolize the, the Three Kings. It's also known as, like, a Three Kings cake. But um, what I particularly like about it, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do remember this one thing. In the cake, hidden within it, is a tiny plastic baby. To represent the baby Jesus. Right.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And if you are the one that gets the piece with the baby in it, then you have good luck for the rest of the year. Yeah. Or you know you could choke on it. Or you could choke on it, in which case, uh, poor luck, old chap. <laughs> but uh, I like it because I was really hoping it would be like like a like an nativity baby Jesus, but it's just like a sprawling plastic baby, you know, with its arms out and its legs out, just right just super awkward and I, I adore it and i just want to collect tiny little babies no oh, plastic babies
0: the uh yeah i, have a I just that. want to make a crown
1: of plastic trying, there's, babies
0: there's a type of there's a tradition here in britain as well where they put porcelain babies into pies but i can't pull it from my memory at the moment but there is there is a thing like there's like a you know a, a memory in there about porcelain babies in pies. Oh porcelain <laughs> medieval, such a bad med- idea. Medieval tradition. Late medieval.
1: Yeah.
0: But I just can't be bothered trying to root that out of my brain case at the moment. <laughs> so cool. Thank you for that little addition. Yeah. Um right, so that's the end of the food themed episode. Um stay tuned for more. Love you yep. guys.
1: Bye. See you next time.